You need bait to catch fish. The right bait for the very specific fish that you want to catch, your salmon. In the river, Google your keywords are your bait. This is one of the most interesting skills to master as a successful fisherman because you need to dig deep on the psyche of your ideal client. See, the keywords relate to the phrases and the terms that your prized salmon are using when they are searching the river Google for answers. You need to choose the right bait to suit your salmon, which means you need to know exactly what they like. Avoid making this assumption that you know what the salmon are looking for and that the keywords that you dream up will work. You can make some starting assumptions, of course, as long as you test them. It's easy to be misled by thinking of keywords that you like or imagine that you might use rather than looking to the facts of what your ideal clients are actually searching for. As in the last chapter, talking of websites that work, when it comes to bait, don't use yourself as the ideal client. Don't be a hippo. When salmon are searching, they often use words differently to what you expect. And some words may have different meanings for them than they do for you. Let me give you some examples. There was a, a water services company. The director proudly declared in a first meeting that they were already on page one of Google for horticultural watering. A quick search checked and showed that this was correct. So congratulations, yeah, there it is. Position number one on the first page for horticultural watering. That's a proud moment for the fisherman who uses that term, but do any fish search for that? And how often? Well, as it turns out, unfortunately, not very often at all. This is an example of the fishermen thinking that they were the salmon when in fact they were thinking like a hippo. What you would like as bait isn't always what the fish like too. Even if you ask a fish what bait they like, their honest answer may bear no relation to what truly happens in the rush and the flow of the river Google. Another area to be wary is when using brand name keywords to lure the fish. A local air conditioning company included brand names for bait, such as Daikin, Mitsubishi, and Fujitsu. Daikin is potentially good bait for a salmon who wants an air conditioner because Daikin is a brand synonymous with air conditioning. The same strong association does not apply with the other brands. You might catch the wrong fish with Mitsubishi bait. They may be someone else's salmon looking for a car or a truck or a microwave oven, all of which are made by Mitsubishi. Similarly, Fujitsu, when used as bait, could attract a fish looking for a photocopier or a printer or a TV. These brands do make air conditioners along with many other products too. So be careful when using brand names as bait. You might be luring the wrong type of fish, wasting spears or weaving your SEO net in the wrong place and missing the salmon altogether. A better branded keyword may be Mitsubishi air conditioner. You can pair this with negative keywords like truck. The negative keyword would shoo away a fish who searches for air conditioner for Mitsubishi truck, saving you valuable spears. More on negative keywords shortly. Be wary also when using bait based on industry terminology. An example is a company that makes pallet collars. These are special collapsible frames which can stack up to convert a forklift pallet into a wooden crate for shipping and storing goods safely. Yet flat pack for efficient transport when empty. Ranking number one for pallet collars is pretty straightforward as there's very little competition. That keyword, however, is only searched by those who already know that that solution exists. To attract new leads, focus on the problem and better known solution. You can attract new fish with keywords like wooden crate, or better yet by bait that addresses a specific problem such as wooden boxes for shipping apples.
Spearfish with these to see if you can catch and kiss these newly attracted fish. If this keyword proves that it regularly attracts visits which convert to leads and sales, you know it's part of your salmon's vocabulary and you could weave your SEO net with this extra bait. Through testing, such keywords can be retained or discarded. It is spearfishing that allows you to run such fast, accurate tests. But as a tip, don't waste months weaving an SEO net using unproven keywords. The double meaning of words can cause difficulty. For example, another company specializes in sawmill machinery which removes bark from logs. A lot of fish were biting and swimming away for the baited keyword debarking. A few quick searches on Google showed that the most search results for that led to um, extreme methods to keep a dog quiet. This is not salmon at all. These are searches that the company didn't want to be associated with. Sometimes we can be too close to what we do and we need to step back and check to be sure. Another great example with fishing for salmon for the sawmill company was to test the word sawmill equipment versus sawmill machinery. Each attracted a different uh, amount of fish, but which was better? By comparing the catch, kiss and caviar statistics for the visitors which became leads and prospects, sawmill equipment was the clear winner. That was the language of the salmon. Due to limited budget, we baited all the spears only with equipment related terms and kept the rest in the quiver. This is one way to optimize your budget and become a step closer to learning to be a salmon whisperer. We talk a lot about spearfishing in this chapter on bait because you get such precise visibility of what is happening per keyword and can test so effectively. It's not mandatory to spearfish, but well used, it is a powerful and fast tool in your tackle box. Spearfishing strength can be its weakness if you become over-reliant on it or assume that today's bait will work the same tomorrow, such as let me give you an ex another example. Weird and unpredictable things happen in life and the river Google is no exception, such as passing schools of fish which suddenly take to your bait. This is a true example, one I could not have predicted and I've retold it a few times because it still makes me smile once I remember what uncovered the cause. So in the emergency home services plumbing world, one of the most searched for and therefore competitive expensive terms is unblocked toilet. We saw a sudden rise in the number of fish uh, that our spears were landing for this term, which on the face of it looks like great traffic. But these were not salmon. Through both the Google Ads and Google Analytics tools used for spearfishing, we could see the sudden spike which had gobbled up all the baited spears budgeted for that day. So we drilled down to see what was going on. Google had broadly matched that keyword, unblock toilet, with the search term unblock potty braces. Google's very clever software, but it's still software. So what was going on? In this case, a children's online game called Potty Races became popular that day. So popular, in fact, that although schools typically block such things by default, kids were still trying their luck searching Google uh, with unblock potty races to find ways to play this on the school network. All of a sudden, our plumber had a lot of fish visiting his fish tank, wasting a lot of spears. These thousands of kids were not salmon at all, and some were accidentally using up his expensive plumbing clicks. Once we spotted this, a couple of negative keywords were quickly added, racer and races. We checked every one of our plumber's campaigns around the country and added the negative keyword to every account. These plumber's budgets were saved from that school of fish returning the next day, yet many other plumbers probably never knew where their money went. Google Ads likely made more money for Google that week from potty races than the game developers ever did. Negative keywords are an important tool. They're like special anti-bait, a kind of fish repellent. You add them to your spears to push the other fish away.
Sometimes we do want to be fishing with a broad keyword match like unblocked toilet while avoiding searches that include the word racer or races. Some negative keywords can be anticipated and added in advance. Here's a few common negative keywords that I add to spearfishing ads campaigns related to home services, such as plumbing and electrical, um, un unless they are recruiting staff, that is. So they're saving valuable spears on attracting job seekers. So I add as negatives, apprentice, apprenticeships, career, careers, course, employee, employment, salary, training, vacancies, wage and wages. Because I, I really didn't see that potty racers school of fish coming. It pays to be checking for unusual shifts in the river to spot that. I'm also often asked, what if a competitor starts clicking on my ads and taking my bait and my budget? This is a manageable risk. Google monitors for such invalid clicks, but might not pick it up right away. Such, such clicks can initially appear as regular fish, but the bait is actually being gobbled up in one day by a, a shark. In our, our story, here is where a, a shark once appeared who took baited spears each morning that belonged to an electrician in Melbourne in Australia. A detailed look at the monitoring gear showed that the shark was in Perth, four hours flight away, gobbling up the bait at 6am every day. It used up all of the budgeted spears for that day's fishing. So we paused the spear gun, the ads, made some location targeting adjustments to put up a shark net by blocking Perth completely, and we were able to spearfish once more. So when you see a sudden change, look deeper under the surface to see what lurks beneath. The chapter on spearfishing and also the, the tools in chapter 10 can help you there. In the keywords environment, you want to be as clear as possible about the salmon that you're after and the exact type of bait that they're looking for. You also want to be clear on what you don't want. For example, when attracting fish for a home electrician, another common negative keyword, auto, can be added to shoo away fish wanting an electrician to work on their car rather than their home. The lesson when choosing bait is use the tools to listen to your customers. Don't be a hippo. Become the salmon and really get to know what they want, what they're searching for. You can tell a fish from a salmon by measuring which ones you can catch and kiss. Know your salmon or you will waste time and money attracting fish you don't need. Monitor for changes indicating shifts which bring schools of other fish or the occasional rogue shark. Here are some further examples to help you develop a fisherman's nose for what could be excellent bait versus that which is too broad. Broadly matching bait I call leaky because it drains your budget by firing spears at the wrong fish. Retail sales training, for example, might sound perfectly reasonable bait for a training company to use. We found that it was also attracting those looking for trainers, shoes, um, that were on sale at retail shops. This bait needs monitoring for fine tuning and the addition of negative keywords. On its own, this kind of bait can be quite leaky. Another example is the keyword HR. I find this in Google Ads campaigns of human resources consultants and recruitment agency. In Australia, HR can attract fish looking for a classic 1960s Australian HR Holden car. And also those fish applying for an HR that's a heavy, rigid truck license. They are not the ones you're looking for. So thinking of the world your salmon swims in, not just the world you live in, is imperative. Keep an eye on which bait attracts fish which are staying in the tank, coming back for another kiss and sticking around to share their caviar. That shows which bait your salmon prefers. And with spearfishing, you do have a daily budget. If it suddenly empties, there's probably some change going on in the river or a rogue shark. 
Budget risk is limited daily, so monitoring over several days is required to avoid wasting money when spearfishing. Google Ads we cover more in the next chapter. And we spoke a lot about spearfishing in this chapter on selecting bait because it's how you aim your spears. Keywords are equally important in terms of the bait you select when you weave your SEO net. You don't have the same level of detailed visibility and the controls that you do with spears, so use spearfishing as a rapid way to fine-tune your bait selection. A fish caught in your SEO net costs you nothing each time, so the risks presented by schools of the wrong fish or a passing shark are reduced. The greatest risk with weaving an SEO net is securing a prominent enough position in the current with the right bait to catch enough salmon for your business to thrive. If there's a shortfall, you may need spearfishing at time to cover the gap. So I therefore recommend even a short run of spearfishing to prime the pump to bring visitors to your website long enough to measure which ones you can catch and kiss and close for caviar. It gets the phone lines ringing, it guides you to weave your net in the best path of your salmon. A pro fisherman will know enough about spearfishing and net weaving to analyse your results and show you exactly what's going on. A pro can also set up your tools to monitor which bait is catching the right fish and ultimately what it's costing you to catch, kiss and close each salmon. So let's take our knowledge of keywords as bait and look closer using them to spearfish with Google Ads.